it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I'd pay for vacations with whatever was in my wallet, but I was missing out on miles I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. If you're listening to Investing for Beginners, then you probably care about money and learning how to make a good relationship with your finances. Everyone's Talking Money is hosted by money wellness expert and certified financial planner, Shauna Game. Everyone's Talking Money focuses on relevant, inclusive, and forward-thinking conversations around money. Hear about the money topics you need to know, such as ways to train your brain to reach money goals, why you should ditch your budget and start tracking your cash, and everything you need to know about paying off student loans. Simple steps to start investing as a side hustle, ways to invest in rental real estate, how to overcome money trauma, and so much more. With over 900 episodes, there's a show for any and every money question you have. I'm a big fan of Shauna's as well. She has a relatable style and soothing voice that takes some of the stress surrounding money. Shauna really speaks to the listener and never ends in an episode without actionable tips. I recently listened to the episode, Stop Stressing Over Your Money, a simple budgeting solution, where she talks about her simple, easy one, two, three system for budgeting. It helped me a lot. Are you ready to learn everything about money that no one has taught you? Do yourself a favor and subscribe to Everyone's Talking Money podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You're tuned in to the Investing for Beginners podcast. Finally, step-by-step premium investment guidance for beginners. Led by Andrew Sather and Dave Ahern to decode industry jargon, silence crippling confusion, and help you overcome emotions by looking at the numbers. Your path to financial freedom starts now. Welcome to the Investing for Beginners podcast. This is episode 71. Today, Dave is taking a break and I am taking over the reins. We have an interview for you today with somebody who has a really unique take on investing and it's a cool little mix between investing and entrepreneurship. So uh, we have Greg Elfrank from Empire Flippers. And what his company does is provide an outlet and a unique investing possibility and approach where, like I said, it kind of mends these two ideas of investing and entrepreneurship. And it quite literally is something that wasn't available before the internet. So this is something very, very new, uh, a new type of investment opportunity. And for somebody who is particularly like me, because I'm super passionate about entrepreneurship, I'm type A, going to go out and spend way too many hours of my day kind of hustling and trying to make a secondary income. And somebody who's familiar with the online space is definitely this is a resource that you might be able to find useful 
for being creative and, and finding other investment opportunities. So, Greg, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on and uh, thanks for joining us and, and giving us a couple ideas today. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me, Andrew. I know this is probably going to be a bit different than your you know typical podcast, since uh, like you said, a, a relatively unique way of uh, investing, of you know creating a bigger bigger wealth machine for you in a kind of a different way, not affected by the stock market and all that good stuff. So, yeah. So I actually remember hearing about you guys. I've mentioned Pat Flynn's podcast on our podcast before. Uh, we've talked about passive income here and there. So I heard about you guys on his podcast and I can't remember if it was from him, if it was from a guest, um, but there's something really cool that you guys do. And it's essentially, uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, or, or you'll probably have a much more elegant way to put it than I do, but uh, buying websites online or uh, basically as businesses and then either working in them or kind of letting them run on their own and then collecting the income, essentially uh, buying a small business, but you're buying these websites online. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. So what we do is we help people uh, connect between the buyer and the seller. And it's, it's not always necessarily a website because uh, it's, it's always an online business, but there's a few business models on the internet that don't really require a website, which I know sound, sounds kind of weird, but like businesses, uh, we call them Amazon FBA. So that's like fulfilled by Amazon. So that's like an e-commerce business that's using Amazon's platform. So they don't necessarily have a website, but we've sold a ton of those businesses over the over the last two, three years, and obviously a bunch of websites as well. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. Even that idea, Amazon FBA is, is really, really new. I don't I don't remember hearing about it uh, like five years ago and then two or three years ago, kind of everybody's talking about it. So uh, that's really cool. Yeah. For sure. One of the interesting things too, like even the concept of buying and selling online businesses, like like you mentioned at the top, it's a pretty new concept. I mean, making money online is not even really 20 years old yet. Like, you know, I guess there was some people doing it like in the 95, 1995 and stuff, but, you know, very far, few and far between. And now we kind of reached this level where a lot of these businesses are, are starting to mature as assets. So it's a, it's a very interesting time. So the buy and sell space is still pretty young comparatively, even to, you know, making money online. All right. So I know this might be unfair to you uh, based on your, ex- your experience or background with Empire Flippers. How, I guess, how would you compare either the stock market or index funds to the idea of investing in a business? Um, do you see any obvious pros and cons when it comes to that? And and what would what would some of these like personality be to kind of attract them towards wanting to buy essentially an online business? Yeah. So the the, the first part of that question, I I think they both have a really good place, right? It, it, as the time tested wisdom is, you know, you diversify your portfolio. So you have everything in stocks. If one bad day in the stocks, you can kind of get, you know, screwed depending on, you know, where you were, and what you were holding and all that stuff versus an online business. It's, you know, a separate, it's a different kind of uh, asset class is an easy way to think of it. So you can diversify there, uh, have your stocks, your your uh, mutual uh, index funds, all that good stuff, and 
also have a business. One of the big advantages of buying an online business as an investment is that usually they don't take too long to run. Like a lot of these businesses, once they're built, they're kind of, I don't want to say set and forget it because that's not totally a true picture either. But usually you can you know, manage, maintain a lot of these businesses two to six hours per week. So this, they're not like your traditional brick and mortar business where you have to clock in every day at door, you open it up, all that kind of stuff. So that's a big advantage. Another advantage that uh, owning an online business or investing in one has versus, say, the stock market is that since you own the asset, uh, you you can change that asset doing a bunch of different things through your own hard work. You can uh, you know proactively affect it, which versus the stock market, that'd be very difficult for you to do unless you had a lot of money, which the majority of us are probably not going to be, have enough money to like affect the value of a stock by buying or selling it, right? Uh, so that's one of the things. It's pretty awesome. Uh, I, I would say uh, investing in an online business gives you even more of that kind of control than even real estate does in, in certain cases. I will say that online business is more volatile than uh, like a real estate investment. So there's that too. There's always that risk and reward, right? The kind of like grow with each other. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, as far as the type of person that gets attracted to these business, uh, to the style is. Oh, man, it's across the board. People who maybe they built their own business and sold it and now they're liquid. So they come in and start buying that business. Uh, people who, you know, maybe similar to you or some of your audience made a lot of money in the stock market. And now they're looking to put that money elsewhere. So we see uh, we call them institutional investors. There's people who own like uh, family offices, if you're familiar with that, you know, where they are uh, managing a trust or something like that. They'll come in and buy a few of our businesses uh, because of the rate of return can be so aggressively good and you can you know control the asset. So the, it's between diversifying and as far as who is attracted to it, it's a bunch of different all walks of life. Expand on the rate of return for a minute, if you will. Do you guys have data on like average returns or the type of returns that buyers tend to get or are there maybe expected kind of projections if there isn't data are there like projections from the sellers on, on what kind of return rates are talk talk a little bit more about expector rates of return yeah so every business is going to be different and even if it's like the same monetization strategy with the same traffic but a different niche you know the rate of return can be drastically different based off that alone because there's so many variables at play uh but a good example of it it would be like let's take a small amount of investment money around $40,000. Most active investors probably have around that kind of money to play around. And you invest that into the stock market, like say uh, mutual funds or whatever, uh, over, I think it's like what, over a 10 year period is 7% or something like that. Uh, with real estate, you know, much probably less so on your cash on cash return, like a $40,000 is basically like a down payment on a house that might give you, or at least where I'm from in Alaska, will give you like a cash flow of 200 bucks a month versus that same $40,000 into online into an online business say like a Amazon affiliate site for instance that has traffic coming from Google that's pretty set and forget where you're spending maybe an hour every other week on it that could make you between 1500 to $2,000 of monthly cash flow so if you annualize that, if everything stays the same, no Google update, no you know change to Amazon's affiliate program, that two thousand dollars will pay for itself in what like uh, twenty months, and then 
it's all net profit after that. So the cash on cash can be pretty aggressive uh, in, in that light. So you mentioned um, some of the cons, right? Obviously, well, I guess I, I'm not really sure. Are there minimums to, or what's the general kind of starting point for these businesses? What what kind of investments needed to, to buy one of them? When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to Nerd Wallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before Nerd Wallet, I'd pay for vacations with whatever was in my wallet, but I was missing out on miles I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Budgeting was always a challenge for me. I struggled to find the best way to keep track of all of my money, not to mention all the time tracking down receipts, cataloging expenses, and trying to figure out what went wrong with my air quote system until Monarch Money. Monarch Money allowed me to easily see what is going on with my finances, helping me get a better handle on my spending, budgets, and more. It's my go-to app every day, more so than my bank, because I can quickly see where I am with my budgets and spending, allowing me to invest more and spend time on the things that I want to do. It's my GPS for money. Monarch is a top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com beginners. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to set up, customize, and use. Monarch has built-in features to collaborate with your partner, family, or financial advisor. Invite them to your account at no extra cost, and they'll get their own login info and a joint view of all of your finances. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. Change the layout of your dashboard, toggle between light and dark mode, create custom budgets and notifications, set up automatic rules for transactions and notifications, and more. In fact, Monarch Money is one of the first to bring you direct Apple Card, Apple Cash, and savings syncing with the latest iOS 17.4 update. Now you can sync your wallet directly for seamless budgeting. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash beginners. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash beginners for your extended 30-day free trial. Yeah, so they range all over the place. So um, you can buy them for as little as a thousand dollars. You can buy them as much as a you know ten million dollar deal. Like uh, for us specifically, for uh, Empire Flippers, I think the low the lowest we can go is about uh, around right around twelve thousand dollars. So that would be like a Amazon affiliate or AdSense site, probably making around uh, five hundred to a thousand dollars a month or so. Uh, but we go as large as uh, like, we just recently sold a $4 million, uh, e-commerce deal. Right. So the range is really all over the place. So if you're just, if you're just starting out, maybe you don't have like a big amount of capital. I would, I would actually recommend for you not to buy a business right away, but instead like play around, like get a domain yourself, uh, buy, you know, get it all set up on hosting and get familiarized with WordPress. Cause a lot of these sites use WordPress, it's very straightforward. Don't let it intimidate you. There's 
a thousand videos on YouTube you can watch and just play around a little bit with it. You know, you don't you don't necessarily have to build it out and make it profitable before you you know buy another business, but it, it's it's worth your time to at least like get familiar with the tool set a little bit. You, you know, uh, but when it comes to buying them, you can definitely buy on the cheap. I, I would actually recommend to uh, go above the ten thousand dollar range though, because as you get higher in the price valuation of the business you're buying, there's less chances for someone to scam you, to mess with the traffic or to mess with the revenue because it becomes harder to doctor that kind of stuff. Is that uh, a common theme where like in the lower, uh, I don't know if you call it like a tier or, or the lower price levels, you, you tend to see that. And then as you go up higher, that kind of goes away. Yeah. So for us, we vet every business that comes onto the marketplace. So we're combing through the PLs. We actually log into their analytics. We log into their affiliate, uh, their affiliate dashboard if it is an affiliate site or you know their Amazon account if there's FBA, you know, so on and so forth. So we try to make sure everything is as legitimate as possible before we present it to our buyer. So we reject about two thirds of our sites. Not not because all of them are like nefarious and they're trying to mess up miss someone usually there's like you know some real problem that they didn't see so they have to go back and fix it before they can sell it who are um you know they are trying to do that to people which sucks uh as far as the range of where that usually happens it's usually between like uh a valuation price of like five hundred dollars i'd say even upwards to twenty thousand dollars uh, especially if you're buying it not from a broker, if you're like doing a private sale, you have to be extra careful there. And the reason why it's so common in there is just because it's very easy to fake it. Like you know, uh, for especially at the thousand dollar level, you can just go get a few family members to go to your site, click your affiliate link, and buy. Like boom, look, I have revenue. <laughs> you know, I have traffic. <laughs> so you got to be careful on those lower lower level purchases. So it's it's funny we we actually never really talked about affiliate marketing before on this. Uh and it's a topic that really really excites me. So you know, you mentioned some of the ri- additional risks are something like a Google update, right, where where it kills your traffic. Assume somebody like never heard of this like word affiliate or this word Google update or algorithm or anything like that, right? Can you give us like a 101 breakdown on that and then why like affiliate income can be so exciting, even if it's a, it's a way that for somebody to make money, even if they don't have a product or service. Um, and so really it's like a, a whole nother business model that is not, it, it's a derivative of, of the standard. Um, I sell my stuff and, and you buy it. So can, can you touch on those for a little bit, address like how the risks you know how that how that relates to like the risks that would be inherent in buying a business and then kind of why it's exciting yeah so to explain a bit of the jargon i was using earlier apologies i forget i'm not on uh you know online <laughs> business podcast yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah so seo is search engine optimization and basically all that means is if you're really good at seo that means you can rank your website on the first page of Google for a keyword. So a good example of this would just be like if, if you type in, uh, if you live in Chicago, you're looking for a plumber, you type in Chicago plumber. The first website that comes up that isn't an ad, it, they're they're probably doing some kind of SEO. They're optimizing their site to get that free Google organic traffic to their website. Now, there's tons of different ways you can get traffic, and traffic is just visitors to your website, right? 
Uh, but SEO is a very common one that we see, and, and it's very powerful because uh, it tends to convert better than lot of other traffic sources out there. Uh, as far as your uh, second question about the the risk uh, with the penalties and stuff, so Google is always changing the way it does its algorithm. So for instance, uh, earlier this month, they rolled out a big update that affected a lot of people using SEO. And there's a lot of fluctuation in the SERPs. SERPs is a term for search engine ranking position. But uh, so there's a lot of like just fluctuations of where people sites were appearing for certain, uh, you know, search queries and keywords, things like that. Uh, so that's one of the big risks. And that's, you know, something that's out of our control, similar to the stock market, because, you know, none of us own Google, at least I imagine no one listening to this is the owner of Google. Uh, but but yeah, so uh, that's something to be careful of. As far as affiliate marketing, it is an extremely exciting business model. In fact, it's probably one of my favorite online business models, to be honest. So basically what it is, is you can go, uh, I'll use Amazon because everyone knows Amazon. You can go to Amazon.com right now. If you scroll down to the footer of that site, there is a little uh, box. It used to, I think it still says uh, make money with us or something like that. You click on it. And you can sign up for free to their Amazon Associates program, which is their affiliate program. And basically, what that does, you and they'll give you a tracking link, uh, just a link you can paste onto your website uh, for any product that Amazon sells. So you can type in, uh, I don't know, dog brush and find the dog brush that has the reviews that you think is best. You uh, click on the button, Amazon creates the affiliate link. You take that link. You put it onto your article reviewing dog brushes on your website. You get that traffic coming in from Google or wherever. They click on that link. And within the next 24 hours, uh, every affiliate program is a bit different, but Amazon's is 24 hours. Anything they buy on Amazon, you'll get a commission for that. That's called an Amazon calls it an advertising fee, but you know, it's a, a commission for us, advertising fee for them, because that's how they advertise so well, right? They use all these affiliates. So a lot of uh, business models will create these content sites that are full of reviews, informational content, selling things uh, on Amazon. If you've ever been to any site reading an article that's reviewing a product, especially if it's like, you know, best dog brush for hairy dogs or long hair dogs, an article title or something like that. That's actually called a best X for Y article. It's very common uh, in the affiliate marketing space to use those kind of articles because there's a lot of buyer intent in them. So a lot of your listeners are like, oh, I click on articles like that all the time. <laughs> so you probably are familiar with an affiliate site without ever having known that's what it is. But it is exciting because you don't need to hold any product yourself. You don't need to do any customer service. Amazon takes care of everything for you. And if there is a complaint, say the product is broken or it comes in like with a defect or whatever, that's not your problem because you're the affiliate. That's the owner of the company. Whoever owns that dog brush uh, company has to go fix that, not you. So that's that's a really awesome thing uh, with affiliate marketing. You can really bootstrap it and you can start with like a newbie level income with affiliate and build yourself all the way up to multiple, multiple six figures. Uh, I, I've met people in the industry and, you know, obviously <laughs> this is more of an exception than the rule, but uh, I've met people who make, you know, six figures a month with affiliate marketing. Now they're really, really good at it, but you, know, you spend years learning that, but that is, you know, a possibility with that, with that business model. And likewise, we've sold a lot of those businesses. Uh, I have a friend, he, uh, over the last year and a half, he sold, uh, so many Amazon affiliate sites with us. I think it was about $700,000 worth. And then he took that money 
and rolled it into a productized service he created and then used it also to start a SaaS company, which is a software as a service. So it was a way for him to level up into ever more competitive and more lucrative online business models. Hey, you. What's the best way to get started in the market? Download Andrew's free ebook at stockmarketpdf.com. You won't regret it. Yeah, I mean, I, I just love online in general. I love the passive aspect of it. I think it's something, regardless of kind of where you are in the business world, I think this is something that's changing the business world. I feel like we're in like the gold rush stages where there's so much innovation and possibility and, and a lot of money is being made and, and flowing through the internet. And, uh, you know, as soon as a company that's based on just internet businesses and whether they own a bunch of websites or what it is, or as soon as, you know, as soon as they go IPO or as soon as like Google or, you know, Facebook become like reasonable valuation, you can bet I'm going to be throwing money in there because that really is the future. And so really cool, really exciting I just, I just wanted to touch on this point uh, real quick. What you just said, that's actually starting to happen right now. So we, uh, those institutional buyers I mentioned, there's investors right now that are doing, we, we sometimes joke like the road show where they, they're going around to different towns and cities and investor clubs and real estate investor clubs. And they're raising money because they know how to make the deal, how to like negotiate on buying these online business where the deal structure is at a, a really good advantage for the buyer uh, to make, you know, mitigate risk and all that stuff. So they're going around raising this money and then they go and buy the business themselves, but they're not actually running the business. So they, they have a team of operators that they've put in place as a track record with that specific kind of business. And then they pay out those investors on uh, dividends. I, I think a, a good analogy would be uh, like the REITs, like real, real, uh, real estate shares, something along those lines. Real estate uh, investment so, trust. I was about to say that. That's yeah, like almost yeah. the exact same thing. Yeah, so that concept is now starting to happen. It's still very, very early days in our industry, but there's several of them that have bought millions of dollars from us to you know grow that fund. So I think that's a very interesting model, especially for uh, you know an investor out there listening to this who's like, oh, I have all this money, I want to invest in this, but I don't necessarily want to run them. So that is an option in of itself. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, if people are ever walking around, you're looking at like the Marriott or the Hilton or a lot of these big name hotel chains. Sure enough, they're actually owned by these REITs and you can buy them in the stock market. And I've, I've bought a REIT before and, and it's no different than buying any other stock. And so that's cool to see that as the industry matures, it seems like this is kind of going in the same direction as that. Um, so I love just observing that and seeing how things evolve. You guys are obviously kind of at the forefront of it and uh, kind of got in early. And I think you guys are one of the most respected marketplaces for that. I can't think off the top of my head of another website where you can go and buy and sell. Uh, I'm glad to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) Market, my marketing is working. There you go. Yeah. Um, So real quick, before we sign off here, um, talk a little bit about the platform. Like what, what do you expect? Like what, what are the details when people go on, say they, they enjoy entrepreneurship, right? They want to take a more activist approach with their investing they maybe have more capital than others and can afford to to have this as an alternative asset in addition to their their regular investments uh kind of walk us through like what what do you see when you go on that website and i mean is it any similar to 
I'll give you context. Like if I want to buy a stock and it's essentially part ownership of a business, I can go online. I go to the sec.gov, the government filings, and they tell me things like revenue, profit, cash. Um, and they break it down obviously very extensively, but those are some of the major things I'm looking at. And then I'm going to compare it to what's it priced at? What's the valuation? What's the multiple? And then make a investment decision based off of that. So is there any similarities to what Empire Flippers brings and, and what kind of things will somebody who's interested kind of run across? Yeah, uh, so the great question. So when you go to Empire Flippers and you click on our marketplace, you'll see a, you know, right now I think we have about 103 listings on there with different businesses. And when you click into one of those listings that catches your interest, what we give you is it's kind of similar to a prospectus. So it's very common for business brokers to give uh, prospectuses to their clients, like if they're buying a gas station or whatever. Uh, and we do a similar thing with through that listing page. So we'll give you a description of what the business is. We don't reveal the niche because we want to protect the seller and the buyer from potential copycats. There's a lot of people always looking for like, you know, free things they can copy and try to mimic or whatever. So we want to prevent that. So we don't give away the actual URL or the uh, uh, the niche in that listing, but you can see the the revenue, the net profit. You can see how many page views, if it's a website, how many page views it's getting we, that we pull from their Google Analytics or Clicky, which is another analytic software that tracks how many visitors you're getting. Uh, we also talk about the opportunities and risks that we see associated with the business. And one thing we do for any business that's over $45,000 is that we set up what we call a seller interview. So I have a, a guy on my team, Jake, he will go and set up uh, these interviews where he'll talk to that entrepreneur. It's kind of like a pod. It, well, actually, it is a podcast now. We're launching it uh, next week. It's called Real Money, Real Business. But uh, before we launched that, what we've done in the past is we uploaded to our YouTube channel and then we embed it on that listing. Uh, so people who are interested in that business can watch that. And if they want further information, what we do is we... Uh, Sorry, I dropped my mic there. <laughs> uh, what we do is we ask for a 5% uh, refundable deposit. And so that what basically what that deposit does is it just gets rid of tire kickers. Make sure you're actually like a serious buyer that's actually interested in this versus someone that's just trying to get a free URL. Uh, but we do refund that deposit. Even if you end up buying the business, we still refund the deposit because we require you to send in a bank wire to in order to purchase the business. Uh, but once you do that deposit, we send you a folder, a Google Docs folder that has all the other more intimate details of the business. And that's when you get to start interacting with the actual seller, with one of our business analysts. And our business analyst will usually be the guy that talks to you first. And we'll try to fill you out, make sure that this is the correct decision for you. Because at the end of the day, we want not just sort of the seller to win with a good deal, but we want the buyer to also win because we have a lot of sell a lot of buyers that come back to us over and over again. And we have a lot of sellers that eventually become buyers. So uh, we definitely want to keep it kind of a, a win-win-win situation, right? Uh, so yeah, our business analyst will make sure your criteria is all good and that you know you are looking at a business that he's confident you can run and uh, he'll tell you the risk and all that stuff. And he'll actually help you negotiate on that deal as well. So that's kind of how our process works in a nutshell. That's really cool. Uh, where can people go if they're interested and want to find out more? 
Uh, yeah, you can just check out uh, our website at empireflippers.com. Uh, our marketplace is right there in the header of the site. Uh, if anyone wants to reach out to me in particular, uh, my email is greg at empireflippers.com. I'm the director of marketing for the company. So uh, love to connect with anyone in your audience, Andrew. I'm usually pretty open. They can also find me on uh, Facebook, which is my URL is uh, facebook.com slash Gregory the Writer. Uh, it's writer because I write uh, fiction and poetry for fun. <laughs> and, you know, I had that banded URL for like 10 years now. So, uh, so if you well, have me on Facebook, that? beware of that. Uh, I write uh, I write in fantasy and horror, but like kind of like really cerebral stuff. I'm I'm into like uh, like old Greek tragedies. <laughs> like nice. I'm a pretty lighthearted guy, but I love yeah. the dark stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love beautiful tragedies. Oh, they're the best, man. They're the best. <laughs> cool, cool. And you guys have a podcast as well, right? We do. So we have uh, the Empire Flippers podcast, which right now is semi on a hiatus. Uh, that's Justin and Joe, our, our two founders. They run that. Uh, we are launching a new podcast, which is one I, I mentioned uh, earlier, Real Money, Real Business. And that's going to be um, right now once per week. But eventually, I want to get it up to a daily podcast. And those are going to be all the seller interviews. So you'll get to hear like kind of inspiring stories of people who have built their businesses from scratch and really bootstrapped it. Now they got this, you know, six figure, seven figure valuation and how that whole story unraveled, which will be, I think, a pretty fun one for the audience. Yeah, cool. Uh, really great stuff. Thanks for presenting this to us and kind of showing us another alternative investment opportunity and ideas and kind of maybe we might have just opened the path for somebody who's really a hard worker and likes to hustle and, and maybe this kind of changes the the rest of their life so to say so thanks for coming on greg anything i can do feel free to reach out i enjoyed this episode yeah thank you andrew i really appreciate it and, and yeah hopefully we you know open up some new concepts for your audience to consider which i, I think is a really cool investment strategy even if you don't use a broker you do private sales like i just think it's, it's, it's just such a cool strategy so definitely look into it if you guys if you guys enjoyed it out there all right cool well thank you very much that's gonna wrap us up for today remember to invest with a margin of safety emphasis on the safety and we will talk to you next week We hope you enjoyed this content. Seven Steps to Understanding the Stock Market shows you precisely how to break down the numbers in an engaging and readable way with real-life examples. Get access today at stockmarketpdf.com. Until next time, have a prosperous day. The information contained is for general information and educational purposes only. It is not intended for a substitute for legal, commercial, and or financial advice from a licensed professional. Review our full disclaimer at einvestingforbeginners.com.